Welcome to District 22's latest D&D podcast, The Demi-Lich Diaries, where each chapter brings a new adventure and a new dungeon master. She said previously on Demi-Lich Diaries, The prize for the race was the thing that we need. Right. The children of of the order. It does seem that they are a bit maybe unwanted by the people of this town. The unwanted unwanted us. Children of the order are children that have come who have heritage from members of the arcane order. Clark got very upset when we had tattoos. It felt like it almost threw a wrench in his chain. I'm thinking if we do everything we can to upset him and upset his plans, it's well founded and well done. As you've been walking up, people have been like already going to fix the parts of the path that were damaged or destroyed by the the bullets. And so clearly this is a tradition. This happens. They know the, the process and everything. This mountain is just like a lone mountain and the plains around you just stretch out. Do you, by chance, control the bullets? No, no, that's... Uh, the winner is given the means. It is time for a previous year's winner to bestow the harvest chest and its mantle upon you. Inside, there is a gold-plated piece that says the mantle of the harrower. And from out of the harvest chest, he pulls a maroon cloak and walks up and places it over the top of her. And there's a hood that stays down. And he grabs a leather glove with inlay of the sewing that looks gold, slides it on her right hand, slides it on the left hand, and pulls out of the chest a mask that has what appears to be like a canvas front with two thin rectangle eyes and wheat coming out of the top and the bottom. And he reaches in and pulls out two sickles and walks around and places them in her hands. And then you hear the wind pick up just ever so slightly. And as the wind blows, you start to hear a bit of a hum coming from the air, passing over some of the pores in the rock. And it's almost like a flute, but not. And as that happens, you see Cassie lift her head back, and out of the pores of the rocks, this green mist pours out and hangs heavy to the ground. But when the fog reaches her... And as that happens, she's still got this mask on. You get that twinge in your head louder than you have ever before. (laughs) She disappears. You look over at Camille. Camille's looking around. What's going on? Did you see where she went? And as that happens, (laughs) she appears next to Henrik. You see her arm reach up around his neck, slit his throat, and push him off of the cliff. A woman lets out a scream, and you see all of the bullets. Crouch down in a position ready to run. What's she doing? That's not, that's not like Cassie. What's she, what's happening? And he turns and you see him look off behind you where like the steps are. As you turn around and look, she appears and she's running down the steps. And as she's running down the steps, Sed looks to you and he goes, we need what's in that case, right? And then he starts running after her. You make it down the last set of stairs and you see that fog at this point has just enveloped the city. Your friends really killing these innocent villagers. You see a warforged. All right, you guys, you need to come with me, okay? I'm going to help get you guys to safety, and everything's going to be fine, all right? Just no one freak out on me, or I'm going to have to put you down, okay? <laughs> all right, so as the mist uh, sort of settles down around you, you've followed this warforged monk named Wolf. And as he is leading you away from the sort of cul-de-sac where you were kind of trapped uh, and a horde was enclosing, uh, he's running. And you're currently 
not in the middle of a cloud of green mist. However, you're now seeing kind of just the carnage and chaos that is ensuing around the city. And as you're moving, you are starting to see more and more of these warforged monks in purple robes with the gold beads and uh, various martial weapons being used to incapacitate individuals who are enraged. As you're passing through uh, this portion of the city, you're seeing more and more of these warforged monks in these purple robes with the golden beads uh, using martial weapons to incapacitate those who are enraged uh, by this mist. Uh, And as you do so, Wolf kind of looks back at you as he's running and he's like, so are you guys like doing okay? Do you need to slow down? I know sometimes you guys get get a little bit tired. You you doing okay? I think we're We're fine. fine. Okay, all right. I ran two races. Wait, no. I was going to say, are you raged still? I won a race. and uh... As you do that, he kind of grips his staff a little bit. And he's like, do I need to take care of this guy? Is he? Not this time. All right. Is that corn? <laughs> we love corn here. <laughs> just kidding. Um, that's great. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, all right. So we're going to be, uh, we're going, to be going this way. Um, make sure, if you guys haven't already learned, you need to hold your breath when you go through the... Uh, smoke, they missed, okay? And that will help you not turn into crazy guy running around trying to hurt people, okay? Yeah, I figured that one. Awesome, cool, let's go, Thank guys. Thank you, yeah. He st- starts running, and as he's running, there's a wall of mist that is kind of, the the road that you're on starts to curve, and there's a path that goes, continues straight. Uh, not a road, but just a path, and uh, he's kind of running in that direction, but the fog... The mist is kind of rolling that way as well. And then it's kind of just hanging there. And he runs up and he sort of stops for a moment and inspects the cloud. And then goes, all right, you guys need to back up a little bit on this one, okay? And as you back up, for the first time, you see the fog kind of shake a little bit. And then lightning kind of courses out through it. And as it does so, what you can the see the silhouettes inside the fog of two individuals. And not like, you know, from Home Alone where he's like, oh, and he turns into a skeleton. But like, <laughs> it illuminates those. But close. But close. Yeah. Just no skeleton. <laughs> a little um, bit. And uh, as you see that, you then, he sits there and he tells you, he's like, okay, you guys just hold on. Hold on. And then you see these two come walking out of the fog in a very kind of drone-like state. And they turn, and they walk, and they keep walking down this path that you're heading towards. And they're just walking slowly in a, in a line, the two of them. And he goes, all right, that shouldn't happen again for like a couple minutes probably, so let's go now. Guys, hold your breath, okay? Everyone do good. And we go running to one and two, and here we go. He starts running through, and as you run past, you kind of glance at these two, and they're just zombie-like. Not in the fact that they're undead, but just kind of 
lifeless, it seems, walking. And you make it out of the other side of this cloud, and you see two things. You see the mountain of Mount Galliano is kind of off to your left, and it's starting... It's a fairly gradual climb back where the main road was, but this side, it it's a little bit more sheer, and there's houses kind of on it, but there's no real roads on this side. And you see closer to you this building that is made out of the white stone but it is smoothed anywhere there's no there's no pores on this it looks like it has definitely been hewn uh, and and chiseled and, and shaped and it creates this tall some would say temple-like structure or sanctuary and he goes all right this is the uh up here's the house of runes uh uh, some call it sanctuary of runes that's where we're going okay guys make sure you don't get distracted by them and as he motions over the other way you see a long line of individuals walking slowly off towards the direction that in the distance uh you see what looks to be an old like abandoned quarry site and they're all walking slowly in that direction he goes i know you guys probably have questions about this kind of stuff but make sure we just get inside and then we can totally (laughs) have talking all right okay all right let's go guys and so keeps running and seb's just in the background and as you make it to uh the house of runes he uh gets to the front and there is a warforged monk standing on the outside with the robes and Wolf just sort of is like I found them I totally found them did exactly what I need to do so I'm back now you can let us in and the warforged just nods his head sort of grabs this what looks like a just a large slab of marble door or slab of this smoothened or not smoothened that's not a word uh, no it is kind smooth of smoothened marbling yeah, smooth and marbling. Mm-hmm. Uh, igneous rock, that white igneous rock that's been sort of shaved down. Smooth and marbling, attorney at law. <laughs> <laughs> smooth and marbling. What, what kind of cases do you specialize? Well, you know, I smooth things over. Hard cases. Oh, gosh. Soft shell. Taco? Taco. Oh. And he grabs this uh, this wall, and you see as he starts putting his hand towards it, light this this sort of bright kind of yellow light emitting from the inside of this warforged palms and as it goes towards the door you see two runes on the door that he connects with and then it slides the door open keeping its hands on there the whole time just enough for the uh five of you i guess to get in and so wolf stands to the side and goes okay guys time to get in there now let's go okay okay And as he motions you all in, Seb kind of walks in. And as you all go in and you turn around, uh, Seb's, like, sigil, his his amulet, just kind of starts to glow slightly. And as it does so, you, uh, or not it starts to, you notice that it's been glowing this whole time. It's the first time that you're like, hey, this has been glowing. And you step in there, Wolf steps inside, and the marble slab slides closed and sinks back into the wall and you are in a small like 
10 by 10 room. There's no openings. And it's just this white and it's kind of a white, gray, and very subtle purple streaks through this this rock um, in this room. And he goes, okay, so I know you guys like to, like you hold your breath out there, but I need you to like breathe out right now, okay? All of you guys yeah. on the count of three. And you see him hold his hand up and he takes the wrapping off that's on it. And there's a rune in his hand that he holds up to a rune on the wall. And he goes, okay, everyone breathe out on one, two, three. <laughs> and as you do so, as he touches that, the room lights up with that brighter yellow light and it's almost blinding in a sense and all of the air in the room is totally gone your lungs you feel them compress from every bit of air in your body getting pulled out and you're sitting there and you're sitting there and Volf's just looking at you guys and you see Seb as he's there his amulet's glowing brighter and brighter and Seb you see his chest rising and falling like he's able to breathe in this moment and i'm gonna say let's have you all roll a constitution saving throw not bad not bad uh 25 23 dirty 20 nice it gets to the point where you're like if this goes on much longer i'm most likely gonna pass out and as that happens, he sees kind of your eyes focusing, trying. And in this, your rage is dropped as this, this sure. air is, is being pulled. <laughs> and then he removes his hand. The lights go back down. <sighs> and you're able to breathe. And he goes, sorry, just making sure that like all of that stuff is out of you and doesn't get in here. So Would have been nice for a warning a bit. No, I mean, I said you need to breathe out. So that was you like, didn't say of, we were going to have to hold it for a while. I guess you're right. That's true. But you guys did fine. You guys are champs. You're strong guys. Well, you thank you. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, <coughs> if you guys want to come this way, uh, the Rune Maiden will totally speak with you now. So, Who? The, the rune and he starts just walking oh the rune maiden she's the one that uh, yeah she's in here she's going to talk with you and probably answer a bunch of questions you guys have so it's going to be great very enlightening I'm pretty sure let's do that <laughs> okay. alright and he kind of walks in front of you a ways and the, uh, as the one wall kind of slid you see that there's a warforged on the other side same thing hands on these runes closing the door and there's a long path that goes in and then it sort of slopes down slightly and then levels out and you get to there's stairs that kind of go around both sides and then there's a door right in the middle of it so you've gone down and then there's stairs that take you back up but there's this door and he goes okay so this is it um i'm gonna go in let her know that you're here and then uh, i'll come back out and get to you guys okay all right yeah, okay yeah a bunch of team players here i really like the vibe you guys have it's very good Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll be back. Okay. And he turns and opens the door and goes inside. So you guys have a few minutes to do what you want, deliberate, whatever it is. There's so much that happens in our lives in the last, I'd say, week or so. I don't know how long it's been, but yes, it feels like a lot. I'm always conflicted, never ready for the next step. Hey, uh, Mr. Guy. Uh, Seb. Yes. Does that thing glow when it keeps you alive? Is that what it is? Yeah, you're not wrong. 
Where'd you get it? Uh, it was what I thought was a gift from who I thought was a friend. Whomst was that? Just a companion I had right. back when I was younger. We had to go off and fight in a war. And I told him I was <coughs> a bit worried. And he told me that he had heard of something that might help. And what happened to him? After he gave it to me, he left. I'm starting to wonder if I actually did know him. For as long as I thought that I had. Mm. Or if he had just... Did he have a name? He did. What was it? It was Reese. 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 Okay. I've been thinking about it. I know you want to die and all of that, but I'm worried about what ulterior motives our quote-unquote employer might have. What do you mean? Well, once upon a time we went to a maze and we got a feather. I wasn't here. It was a coin, though. It was a coin. It was a coin. I thought we recorded. We got a coin. It was full of magic. I wasn't there, but I was told they got a book from another place that was full of magic. And then most recently we got a... Scroll. Scroll. Again, full of magic. He's having us gather these things for a certain reason. To gain power or what have you. That seems to be a very magical artifact. I don't know if he's already immortal. But if he gets his hands on that, he very well may become so. I'm not asking you to carry that burden for the rest of time. I'm just saying, if Clark is the one to deal death to you, he may take it, and it may be in terrible, terrible hands. He looks at you, and you can tell that he he truly is processing what you're saying. This is not a belligerent man who sure. won't listen to reason, but you also see years of Scars of memories in his eyes. And he he looks at you and and says, I understand. I don't I don't know that I can admit that I'm strong enough for that. But I hear you. And you should know that I hear you. And what I do. I will not do lightly. I appreciate it. And also, seems to me there are four of us here. I'll leave it at that. And as he leaves it at that, the door opens and Wolf just, okay guys, yeah, you totally can. Come on in, Rude Maiden. Great. So ready to <clears throat> meet you guys. <laughs> wow. Very excited to do that. Um, come on in. <laughs> And uh, he holds the door open. And as you walk in, you see what looks to be like an office slash workshop. Very tidy. 
and standing behind the desk is a cat folk with dark, dark black fur with kind of calico spots of a light brown on the eye, uh, just speckled through, and she has yellow eyes. Rusefi? <laughs> Who's no. You know this guy. straight black, so. Whoa. That's well, true. <laughs> I know. I only had black fur. I know. That's um, why you said calico spots, and I was like, oh. Yes, calico spots. Dang. Not Bruce um, She looks at you and, and looks to Wolf and goes, Right, Wolf, I'm, I appreciate your help. You can go about your duties now. And he goes, All right, totally. You want me to go back out and, like, you know, keep people from, like, being stupid and killing each other and stuff? And Maybe like, you could go back and save the children. He goes, oh, yeah, I totally, like, sent that one guy to do it. But, like, I can go check that out for you. No problem. Yeah. Okay. I'll be back, you guys. See you later. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> and he turns and closes the door. And she goes, I can't nail that guy down. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Pot. Are you trying to reach Mr. Kettle? Tortuga. He's black with calico spots. Weird. <laughs> Pot calling the kettle black. Get it. Oh. Get it. Get, get the joke. Anyways. I go up to the cat and say, <laughs> Salutations, friend. <clears throat> My voice Do you need a drink of water? It no, we're good. Like... <clears throat> Let's try that again. Salutations, friend. And she lifts her hand, paw, I guess. I don't know. It's a hand. hand. It is a hand. Lifts a hand up, and I mean, not... it's a medium-sized creature's hand, so still just... dainty compared to yours. But also, as you shake it, you... <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's dainty, but at the same time, like calloused. This this Catless. hand catlist. Uh, this hand has has worked. It's it's seen it's seen work. And so she shakes her hand and goes. And what is your name? I'm Frolic. And what is yours? My name is Freya. It's Freya. Pleasure to meet you all. Eh? And uh, she goes around the room. Your name? Rab. Rab. Yours? I'm Tortuga. Tortuga, and yes, my name's Seb. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you all. Please, would you like to have a seat? I know you've probably had a more eventful day than you would have liked. Yes, that's a light way of putting it. Yes, it is, but rather start with things light and let fair. the gravity of the situation continue as it goes. Very fair. What is going on? Yes, yes. I'm sure you have a lot of questions. And she sits down in her chair. And uh, she looks at you and goes, I... I want to make sure that we all are on the same page. Understood? 394. <laughs> yeah, 394. Exactly. Perfect. Um, she goes, <clears throat> I'm going to start and allow you to, you know, each of you can ask me a question if you'd like, but then I would like a turn to ask you some questions as well. Does that sound fair? Yes. Yes. All right. I have to say yes. Aye. And Seb goes, <laughs> no way. Just kidding. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> this is too crazy. <laughs> questions? I'm out. <laughs> And, uh, I only deal in answers. <laughs> she goes, now, back to your question, Frolic. 
I'm sorry, but if we could be a little bit more specific with questions, it will help in the way that I'm able to give you answers. What are we to them? What, what everyone I've asked has acted like we know what we are, but these these symbols. Can you explain this to me, as if I was someone who didn't know? As you try to save it at the end there. Because <laughs> I totally I'm, I'm, I'm do. I'm giving up here. <laughs> I get it. But if I didn't get it, let's say for my short friend here, explain it to him. She pauses. But maybe look at both of us while you're doing it. And that. looks and just goes. You're very open. Yes. You want me to tell you who you are? Hmm. I see that I uh, am not playing the part here. Um, what is this festival? Let me rewind. Let me pace backwards my question. All right. What is this festival? What are the, the people we represent for this festival? And, and what is the purpose for it? All right. Once again. One question. Three questions. One question. Damn it. <laughs> we'll start with what is this festival? All right. This is the Harvest Festival. It has happened in the city of Galliano from as far back as these people can remember. Centuries, I would assume. This festival is what happens every year at the harvest when the mantle of the harrower is passed on to a new individual in the community. I'm sure you sort of already knew that, but that is truly what this festival is. I've learned all that. It was a waste of a question. Go on. <laughs> Ramp. Or Tortuga. <laughs> Are you or the members of the, your monastery involved in the festival at all? I have not left the walls of this sanctuary since they were created, <clears throat> which has been 50 years, I believe. So the way in which we participate in the festival is by sending out these monks to try and counteract the insanity that occurs. Tortuga. So, assuming that this insanity happens every year, this is an expected thing, as you've just mentioned, just to confirm. Yes? Yes. Yes, but I'm sure that it appeared that the people were surprised that it was happening. Correct? Right. I'm sure you have an answer for that. But I want to know, where are all those people outside are going? It looks like they're going to an abandoned mine shaft. I'm assuming that's where the source of this smoke is. What's down there? That is a very good question. Ha! Idiot. 
I did better than you. <laughs> All right. That's yes. a joke. I didn't mean. Okay. I, I didn't say that. No, it's true. <laughs> no, it's true. He has a point. What I is smoke s- made out of? <laughs> um, just yeah, wondering I what the rash. heck happened Can you tell you me what that is? <laughs> that is a very good question. Thank you. And an answer will be forthcoming. Wh- they are heading beneath the mountain. Right. Indeed, to the source of th- this mist. But in order for that to make sense, there will need to be a bit more information All right. relayed. Seb. And he looks and he goes. I've been sent here to fight something. I've been sent here to complete a task that no one else has been able to complete. Do you know anything about that? And she looks at him, and your passive perception each is high enough and you're focused enough in this moment that you see her eyes glance down at his glowing medallion and back up. He goes, I very well might know something about that. How truthful are you all willing to be with me? Very. Some of us may not agree, but I am very truthful. How long have you been with the Arcane Order? Zero days. That's true. I were not with the Order. Then who is it that sent you? He goes by many names. Some fearful, some pathetic. The one we know him by is quite pathetic. It's Clark. Clark. It seems you may have known that. She reaches to a small pyramid device that's sitting on her desk. And you see that there are runes on her desk, faint, not illuminated at the moment. And she goes, it's very refreshing to not have to use this to get truthful answers from members of the arcane order. And she doesn't spin it. It looks like her hand is about to, and then she releases it. And she stands up. She goes, I do know what you're speaking of. How many keys has he sent you after? Come on. This is like a moment where the episode ends. <laughs> this is like, well, cliffhanger. We just have a disappointingly short episode. <laughs> it's like 20 minutes. You're done. Uh, well. This would be the fourth. That we're after, of course. We've gotten three already. He has put us through some very harsh torment individually. And as a group. And collectively, yes. He hasn't sent four of you before. Well, there were four of us to start. Well, five if you count the spider. That's true. Kyle's like, I'd give you an inspiration yeah. die, but you already have any way in the back. She's like, yeah, boys. <laughs> and she goes. So one of us has become a pathway each time. Right. 
This time it was a bit more gruesome than the other. Hey. Yes. Well, in order to return the truthfulness that you have given to me, the reason why I have not left these walls in the 50 years since their creation is because in these walls, Clark cannot hear you. He cannot find you. He cannot see you. We've experienced that before in other places. Yes. His all-powerful arm and eye does not stretch as far as he might think. Um, upon hearing that, mm -hmm. Tortuga is going to, like, fall on a wall. Okay. Because Tortuga has been holding this, like, posture and grace the entire time to try and keep some fear in Clark. And, I mean, like, obviously he was puking earlier, but, yeah. like, it's very much a... a thing that he's been holding up and upon hearing that it's you know a brief moment he takes a moment to really breathe and Love I think that. you Love guys that. see fear kind of creep across his face as this helplessness of maybe one of the first times in his life not knowing what to do or how to get out of it inspiration dice for sure I love that dude um, I, I want to look at Seb and Ask him if he can feel whatever sense of Clark he generally has. Dang, good question. Is there a do you do you feel anything, Seb? Sebastian, I guess. Like I said, the only way he's spoken to me, I guess you could say. Vomits <laughs> 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 a spirit, and he's not possessed anymore. And, um. Talks to me in my memories. So unfortunately, the memories are still there, but he's not bringing them to my, the forefront of my mind right now. So no, I guess I don't feel that same connection that I do at times. Interesting. And she looks at you all and goes, I know exactly what you're going through. Because 52 years ago, I was sent here by Clark with two companions to do his bidding. We too had collected three other treasures for him. And he thought that we would be able to accomplish this task for him. The companions that I was with, I had a Githyanki companion, and I had a half-elf companion. That half-elf competed in the running of the bullets, and he won. And when he won, the ceremony was performed. We felt that familiar ringing in our ears as we watched the harvest chest opened and the mantle of the harrower placed upon him. And you know the feeling, right before he's about to take you, you feel like you want to vomit, you feel your stomach all the way up in your throat. We started to feel that, but as the mask was placed on his face, the feeling left. And my companion changed as you saw with whoever won this year 
we followed my companion, and he went beneath the mountain. And as we went beneath the mountain, we found something very strange. Something I had never experienced before, but my Githyanki companion had. We found a layer. An illithid layer. Are you familiar with the term? Not sure. Also known as mind flayers. Hmm. Hmm. My Githyanki companion talked with me and pieces started to clue together for him. The crater at the top of the hill, most likely the crash landing site of when they arrived in this realm. They burrowed beneath the ground and began to orchestrate ways in which they could take over the community here. And that is where the creation of this mask, the controlling of the native bullets, but we still didn't understand what was going on with this mist. And my Githyanki companion worked his way through that illithid layer, killing every last one of these mind flayers that he could find, skilled in hunting them down, trained by his elders. It was rather easy. Upon doing that, we had to kill our companion, who was taken by this mask. And we thought that that was what was going to solve our problems and allow us to leave, but as he left the tunnels beneath the mountain to go up and orchestrate another plan of diving deeper into the mines and into these dungeons and layers of the mind flayers, he was taken, retrieved by Clark. The mask dropped to the floor, no longer needed or wanted by Clark. And I was left in the caves. And I stayed there. I lived off of... I lived off of what was within that illithid layer. Not an enjoyable two years that I spent creating a Warforged that would be able to help me tunnel and dig and build a building sufficient to hide me from Clark. May I ask you another question? Yes, I'm sorry. So based on what you've just told us, are you telling me that there is a way to get from where we are right now to that layer? Yes. There is a tunnel that I dug to lead up into the sanctuary that was created by the very first Warforge that I ever made. Since that time, Clark continued to send adventurers, his lackeys, those who against their will were forced to do his bidding, to appear here to the people of Galliano as if they were gods and perform their magic, sling their kana and impress these with the power of a god but without the grace of it. 
Not all of them were worthy adventurers. And I would bring them here. I would interview them as I am with you. And see how worthy they are. Because the power that is beneath the mountain, that emits this smoke, this fog, this mist that controls the minds of these people, is too powerful to fall into Clark's hands. It is too powerful. So I do my best to ask the adventurers to not attempt to go beneath the mountain. I will not return there. I will not. Something lurks there now that I haven't the spirit to face. Look at Seb when she says that. And Seb, sigil grows. He sort of like steals himself. She goes. Anyways, you may ask your questions now. I apologize. It's. He stopped sending them 20 years ago. And I have done the best I can over the last 20 years to improve this city, to give them magical means that they have not had before. The Sky Trolley, these Warforged to help till, till the fields, protect them from beasts out in the walls outside the gates. I've done everything I could to reverse the evil that has been brought upon these people by the illithids that live beneath them and Clark that sends adventurers to prey on them. And I have done things that I'm not particularly proud of in order to do that. I understand. I understand that in keeping this fog here. Chaos has sprung on the city every year. No matter how many warforged I build and send out to protect individuals, there is hurt, there is heartache, there is death every year. But less death than there ever would be if Clark were to get his hands on something of this magnitude. What is it? I'm not entirely sure. But I know that it was something created by the Illithids to xenoform the people. It modifies their memory every year. All of those who die and walk and leave to the quarries, they're forgotten. Everyone in the city who is exposed to the smoke for more than ten minutes is completely under its spell. Modifies their memory, removes any trace of these loved ones, children, fathers, mothers, grandparents that may have left or died or had any ill will come because of the smoke, gone. The Quagoths that were suppressed and brought beneath them by the Mind Flayers come into the city in the middle of the night and clean up the dead every year even since the Illithids are gone. They still, this night, come and hunt down the people. This is a lot to take in. I know. I'm sorry. Um, what is your purpose for us? What is your plan for us? Depending on the spirit that you have. As I said, I am trying to create ways in which 
I can combat clock. Follow-up question. Wherever... Wherever Clark took you from, did you have family there? Friends? Things worth... worth fighting for? I did. Yes. Have you, have you lost all hope on going back t- to them? I understand the heart you have, and I do not fault you for it. I truly believe that if you retrieve the mask and you walk out from beneath the mountain, he will recall you back to his presence. But what guarantee has he given you that you are ever going back to your family and friends that you've left? That's... That's a hard question to answer. There isn't any. Seb grips the handle of his broadsword, or his greatsword, and he goes, I understand that my mission here may be a bit different than yours. Right? But I know that if there's any chance that I can make it back, and spend time with my family, even if it is in the afterlife, then I'm going to take it. And he turns and looks at her. I'm not going to cower and hide. I'm going to face it head on. And he goes, where's that tunnel? She looks and goes, I understand. I understand what you say. And if you wish to go after the the mask, and if you wish to go after what is further, I surely cannot stop you. I just implore you to take what I have said and think upon it. I'm sorry, I'm a little conflicted here because you mentioned that you've been trying to keep Clark from getting this powerful item, and yet you do not mind us going to get it ourselves. I see four very capable individuals in front of me that, if you wanted to, could strike me down right now. Do you understand that? I'm not afraid of that. You have your agency. I just hope that you think about what it is that you are doing for this individual that is going to give you nothing in return. Can we kill him? I am desperately trying to find a way to do so, and I do believe that I'm getting close. All right, what if we go, get the mask, come back through the tunnel and come back here? Then he can't bring us back. This is true, but I I do think that if you get that close, the pull of this item will be irresistible to you. I have another question. Yes. I don't know how much you know about Clark. 
how much you know what his true desires and plans are. He's had us seek these keys. He said you seek keys. Others we've met. All magical items. Is it anything or is it a very specific set? To be specific, I'm worried about the thing around Seb's neck. It's a very powerful magical item. I'm worried that if Seb completes his deal with Clark, he'll take it and become more powerful. Well, that could be the case if you allowed it to get back into Clark's hands. Right. But once again, I see a group of individuals that if apparently whatever your mission is to pass away there are still three individuals that can decide what to do from there she steps back and goes I don't think that there is any sort of uh, answer that is going to be delivered right now yes and the longer you take the less likely it is that you'll be able to reach one or both of these items. Because as soon as the night is over, the harrower will go back above ground and go about their life, tilling the fields and using the powers for good. And if you step foot out of these tunnels, Clark will retrieve you. He will recall you. I've seen it done time and time again. Your friends, the uh, Githyonki and the uh, Half-Elf, what were their names? The Half-Elf's name was Fenyon. And the Githyonki's name, he just wanted me to call him Raz. If there are any other questions, I can field them now, but if not, I will show you where it is that you need to go. Is there anything that you can give us or tell us that will help us with the smoke so we don't have to worry about inhaling it? As far as I'm aware, it doesn't, it doesn't really go beneath the mountain. Its purpose is to attack those above it. And seeing as none of you were within it for long enough for it to take full effect on you, you should be fine. Thank you for your uh, help and information. I'm sorry you're imprisoned here. I would rather be here than anywhere near that psychopath. But thank you. Regardless of whatever you decide, I will be here making the lives of those in Galliano as better as I can. And she turns and walks and lifts up her arm and she has runes all across it and she sets it on the wall and she fans her hand out in an arch and then slides it sideways and the whole wall opens up and steps leading down 
Where, where are you going? I think that's for us. Oh! All right, and, and Frolic's composure has just been drained, and then he just picks it back up and, and follows behind her. He's, she's standing at the top of the steps. Oh, he goes towards her. Okay. Yeah. So, and you follow Frolic, you're saying? Yeah. So you Frolic, you go, and you start down these steps. You go, Rab, and Seb follows. As you kind of take a moment, I feel like you're taking a moment behind. She looks at you and she goes, I, I know that out of everyone, you are the one that understands me the most, that connects with me most. Yes. Is there anyone in your party? You said that the last one was a bit more violent than before. Is Clark holding someone hostage for you to complete this task? What has happened is, it started with Frolic. He was turned into a doorway. Yes. We went through, came back. Yes. But this last time, our companion had a spider. He tortured it. Made our companion kill it. And then when we found Seb, our friend was there, but... Not really. More in a trance, serving a purpose. I don't know where Lenny is. He opened the gate for us. He wasn't, he didn't become the gate like I did or the rest of us did. He opened it. So I'm not sure. I do fear that if we don't return, he will be stuck forever. Well, it seems that your friends might be willing to risk Clark receiving this magical item in order to save him. And if so, I understand. But I extend an offer to you. If you choose to stay and help me, that we may be able to go after Clark. You best be on your way. And she steps back and <coughs> kind of motions for you to go forward. we walk down this staircase I'll I don't know is there like a how long are we walking or is it's it a, like a it is a okay. long you, you don't see the end when you go down yeah. and there are just little arcane lights barely flickering like the amount of like a tea candle type thing like using the minimum amount of arcane energy that they can to keep this barely visible so that dark vision doesn't have to be used awesome um, I've got frolic brain. Are we going down to the caves? Or are we You're going down, yes. Cool I've got frolic, frolic brain. <laughs> That's great. Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. So, Tortuga, as you're stepping down into this tunnel, Freya stops you. She says, before you go, I uh, let me give you something to help aid you all in whatever it is you decide to do. 
she turns around and opens a drawer and pulls it out and there are these three green mushrooms almost oh, just kidding one of mushrooms there are three little like squares that are kind of glowing and they're on one side as a rune and she says place this on top of your wrist and press down firmly and it will rejuvenate you as you'll need how long do these last uh, unfortunately a single use but i mean can i do i have to use it immediately no and until you use it it will it will be fine thank you yes so <laughs> she hands you four of them <coughs> Great, so I have four uses. Yeah. <laughs> he walks down. Nothing happened up there, guys. <laughs> she said nothing to me. Would you guys believe it? Jeez. No, yeah. yeah. Definitely put mine away and then... And as you walk down... The rest to you guys. The door... Chips. Closes. Seb. Seb takes it and just hands it back to Tortuga. That's right. You do right, you yeah. do it. Right, you want to I was being nice die. and like, hey, here... <laughs> Okay. So you guys start walking down. Are you guys using yours? I don't know what is this a cracker? Yeah, did you tell us? Did <laughs> is you it a suppository? Do I? You're like neat, squishy. <laughs> um, she said that will revive us when we eat it. Nope. You put it on your wrist. You push it down. Wait. Do you want to do it now? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to tuck mine away. Yeah. Just in case. I'll follow example. Then I need to. Do you want me to hold it because you don't have pockets? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you put it in your back and it just accidentally presses against your butt and heals you. And you're like, <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> I discovered a new thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, so as you're walking down, the staircase is bigger up here because. At this point, you imagine the Warforge had had the temple built and then started digging for her and was able to do a much better job than she was. And so, um, yeah, it's big enough that you, at least the three of you, can walk side by side. And Seb is just kind of right behind you walking. So it's a, it's a descent for a while. So if there's discussion to be had, this is a good time for it. Where do all of you reside in this decision I want to go home me too I, I don't want that to sound selfish I don't want it to sound like I condone what Clark has been doing to people but I want to go home do you think Clark chooses multiple because he maybe knows that I don't think he has any good or sympathy in him, Frolic. I can't imagine someone without that. I understand. Rab, I want you to go home too. But I think it's a matter of finding the right and safe way to do that. Because um, as she mentioned, we have no guarantee that he will send you home. Very true. There's no guarantee that, let's say we get that mask when we walk outside the cave, he takes us. What's to say he's not going to keep sending us on these things? The other thing, she said they walked outside with the mask and he took them, but the mask stayed here. 
she did say that. I don't know that it's the mask that he wants. I think it's the thing below. I think he thinks it's the mask. Or maybe if he has somebody who's worn the mask, he can get a piece of what pushes the mist out. They seem to be connected. I'm really happy I lost that race. I, I told you second place is not bad. <laughs> I should have listened to you. Rab, unlike you, I don't have family at home. Frolic, I don't have a tribe like you. I'm a obviously I'm a general in a in a army that is mighty and great, but not many to call friend or family. You know, I I it's not just uh want to go home to see my family. It's not I served a, a purpose for my deity. And I I'm not I can't fulfill what I swore to fulfill if I'm here. Because a lot like some of the realms that we've visited, I come from one that's very war-torn. Yes. And it's, there's only a few of us out there willing to do what's right. There's, there's so much to live for aside from family. There's so much more than that. There's, there's nature, there's the wind in your hair, there's the beauty of all things growing, there's the beauty of things created by your own hands. There's a life to live beyond this. There's magic out there. There's what many would call hope in all things. Sure. I agree. My worry, my cheery friend, is that if Clark gets his hands on what is under this mountain, he will destroy hope. He will take that away. And so you say with that that we we sacrifice all that we've we've loved and cared about? I'm not saying that. I'm saying, until we kill Clark, or at least find a way to stop him, there is no way to be guaranteed of family, purpose, duty, hope. It's all at risk here. Right, so how do we kill him? I don't know. That's what I mean. If, if we go get the mask, bring it back to Freya, she said she's close to discovering a way to get rid of him. So why don't we go get it, bring it back, we'll help all the people here, and then we stay with her until she comes up with a way that we can go back. But then again... 
it doesn't seem like he's waiting for her to come back. He's probably gonna... If she steps outside the cave, he's gonna kill her. Take her back, kill her. He's not gonna let her live after, you know, ditching him for 50 years. I think this may be... If my assumption's correct, because every other item we've taken, we've seen him have it, right? I mean, when we got back, we watched him take the coin. When I got back, you said he had gotten the book. When you got back, we watched him take the scroll. It's not like he just said it was there. And I don't know, maybe he's leaving a copy wherever we come from. But the mask stayed. So if that's the case, we have a one-up on him. Maybe we know something he doesn't. Talking of hope, I hope that's the truth. The issue is if we take the mask up, and maybe she can research it, maybe we can learn something about the smoke. But she said if we get too close to this thing, the power may be too much. Maybe too tempting. Whatever it is. I'm not saying I have an answer. I just think we ought to all have a similar mindset. And uh, Frolic turns to Sebastian and he says, After all of this that you've heard, where do you stand, Sebastian? I know a thing or two about loneliness, solidarity. Also know what it's like to lose your mind a little bit. And I think that you need to make sure that you're not putting too much stock in a cat that you've known for a few moments. She seems to know a lot about what it is that you're doing, what you've done, but I don't know. I want to go home. When we came back, one of you mentioned that that Derringe said that he had met Clark and Clark had said no. So either he was lying or Derringe was lying. Maybe it's the same for Freya. I'm not saying that's that's the conclusion that I've jumped to, but I'm saying she has just as much capability to lie as he did. This is true. However, their intentions seemed a bit different. Freya had a place that was safe from Clark. We could all feel it. He wasn't there. He wasn't in your head. It reminded me of the time we were out when you turned into the book. Remember, and he, he couldn't see us. He admitted it himself he couldn't see us. I do remember this. We almost felt him searching, but unable to f find us, I think it was. 
Here's a question. I'm not siding with it, but... Do you think... Do you think Clark has lied to us? Hey. I can't see a reason why he would have told the truth. What? Or if he did, it's a truth that I don't like. I feel like he's told us only truths, to be honest, and they're ones that we disagree with. Maybe. So do you think there's a way that we could kill him? There's always a way. Even the gods can be killed one way or another, but I don't plan on going to do such thing. Way to cover your bases. Uh, well, I noticed we had a cleric mm-hmm. here, so I... That's all right. You can talk, just don't talk about it, about the you know forage domain, and we'll be all right. <laughs> all right. So, Seb, you all reach a point where the tunnel has ended, and it kind of just opens up into this cave. And to the right of the cave, there's a gate with a structure that is unlike normal ironwork or masonry you've seen before. It has very much so a foreign, otherworldly structure about the way that it's created and manufactured. And roll perception check for me, everyone. Nine. Okay. Eighteen. I also got a nine. Okay. So the two of you are looking not uh, quite sure what's going on in Rab. Oh, I'm not focused on that. You, yeah, your 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 minds are elsewhere. And Rab, as you look, being familiar with a forge and ironwork and metalwork, uh, you're looking kind of around this. Just you haven't seen anything like this before. And you see a strange marking on the wall next to it. I also, if I may, I have stone hewning because I am a dwarf, and I could check stone as well to see if like history check on a stone. Okay, cool. To do that, could I do that? Could I see if like the stone has been? Or is it just in this like rock? It's a gate. So it's like there's it's it's a gate that's like built into the rock. Perfect. And so as you're looking, you see this marking, and it's very faint, very faint, almost as if like if you weren't looking at it, at the right place with the right like glint of the small arcane light right flickering height. on it, you would miss it. And as you focus in on it, you lose yourself in your mind. And you see images. Images of these creatures that you've never seen before. With wet, oily skin. Tentacles coming down in the place of where a mouth should be. Larger craniums than normal. And they walk up and they place their hands on both sides of the gate. Bring them over the top. And the gate goes up into the rock. And you're back. And the image is gone. And you can't find where that mark was again. Your mind has shifted enough. And Seb looks at you and goes, You are right. This may sound kind of creepy, but I think I just had that vision. And I'm going to put my hands where they put theirs. Yeah. Man. 
I can't reach the top. Exactly. You go up. Frolic. Yes. <laughs> Could you hold me? Could you pick me up and hold me? I've been waiting exactly for this moment. He just goes, yes. <laughs> Since chapter one. Oh, my love. I was thinking, the circle of life. <laughs> Much better. Much better. I'm going to put my arms as he's bringing me up, and as he lifts me up, I'm going to do the same thing. As your hands reach the middle, the gate rolls up. How'd you do that? I told you, I saw in a vision this ghastly-looking thing. And it did that, and it, the gate opened. That's amazing. I want to try. Wait, let's go through it so oh, you don't shut it. You were going to try and have a vision. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so before you go through, Seb stops you, and he goes, We don't know how far, how far away our, our quarry is here. So all I have to say to you, I've listened to you talk, and I know this weighs heavy on your hearts. There's a chance that you're not going to be able to make it back to your family again. But it seems like you've made a new family here. And Clark's got one of your family in a place that you know you can get back to. And I think that's something that you need to consider. Maybe not all of you. But some of you at least got someone waiting for you that you know he's waiting for you and with that he steps past you and walks through the gate he looks back this burden you carry you seek to get rid of it Ah. how do you pass it on It's got to be one. I have to be killed in order for this connection to break. And it may seem like an easy task, but I've tried. I've tried killing myself. They won't let me. I've tried fighting beasts much, much bigger than me. And it gives me the strength I need to defeat it. So I need to find something big enough to end me. And I believe that will break the bond that I have with it. And according to that cat up there, that's waiting for me through this gate. So I'm going. If you want to come with me. Yes. Before we walk through, I'm going to look up at both of you guys. For Lenny, then. For Zelda. And Lenny. And you walk through the gate. And as you walk through the gate, it closes behind you. And you find yourself in a very strange room. 